Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Piers Morgan. I'll send it off to Jeremy Corbyn's staggering refusal to say that Hamas are terrorists or should lose power. Can Sakir Starmer's Labour face down the growing revolt over its general stance on Israel? Lord Mandelson joins me live for his Piers Morgan Uncensored debut. Star powerlifter April Hutchinson faces a two-year ban from her sport after comments she made on this show about competing against a biological man. She joins me live. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is one of the most controversial politicians, not just in America, but the world. She has Donald Trump's ear, but critics say she's a lunatic conspiracy theorist. Tonight, I'll test that theory. Live from the News Building in London, this is Piers Morgan Uncensored. Well, good evening from London. Welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored. The misery and bloodshed in the Middle East will never end unless people on both sides can accept some absolute truths. Israel has a right to exist and a right to defend itself after terror attacks. Palestinians need a state too, with every freedom and every right that Israelis enjoy. And none of that will ever be possible with Hamas a terrorist group which perpetrated and then celebrated an historic massacre of Jewish people. That is why I repeatedly asked Jeremy Corbyn last night if he believes Hamas is a terror group and if he believes they should stay in power. Are Hamas a terror group? Listen, can I... Are they a terror group? Piers, can I speak? Answer the question. Can I speak? Are they a terror group? Piers, Piers, no, no. If you let me speak... Are they a terror group? If you'll let me speak, I'll say something. Go on, then. A ceasefire means both sides... You said that. Are they a terror group? Listen, I said that because Are they that a terror group? part of the process. Are they a terror and group? That we'll ha- Can we go Why can't you say it? Completely baffling, or maybe completely telling. Because if you can't answer that very straightforward question, what possible basis is there for listening to your ideas about what should happen next? It's very revealing that Corbyn's longtime friend Len McCluskey, himself an icon of the British left, was able to answer both questions very easily and looked like he wanted to pretty quickly. I actually agree with Corbyn and the Palestinian supporters about many things. Israel's undoubtedly oppressed the Palestinian people for decades. Israeli expansion on the West Bank is plain wrong and illegal. There are grave concerns about the soaring death toll in Gaza as Israel now seeks to eradicate Hamas. But there can't be any moral ambiguity about Hamas itself. They are a terror organisation who just committed one of the worst terror atrocities in history. Genocide is written into their founding charter. 
There's been a shock reaction from across the political spectrum. James Cleverly posted, as Home Secretary, I can confirm that Hamas are a terror group. And here's what David Lammy, a Labour MP who actually nominated Corbyn to be leader, said in Parliament today. They committed the most brutal attack on Jews since the Holocaust. Now they're using innocent Palestinians as human shields. I'd like to register my shock that not every member of this House can say this truth. Hamas are terrorists. Yeah. I also asked Jeremy Corbyn about the time he referred to his friends and Hamas. Ten years ago, ten years ago, mm. I was in a private meeting in the House of Commons with a number of people who were representative of different Palestinian groups. It was an attempt to understand their views mm. and to bring people together. For a short time, a person who was related to Hamas left the room. Mm. And I said, in a collegiate, a friendly and appropriate way, as you would at any mm. meeting, where is our friend from Hamas gone? If only that was all he'd said. But it quickly turned out, thanks to social media, which always keeps receipts, it was just a massive whopper. Tomorrow evening it will be my pleasure and my honour to host an event in Parliament where our friends from Hezbollah will be speaking. I've also invited um, friends from Hamas to come and speak as well. And the idea that an organisation that is dedicated towards the good of the Palestinian people and bringing about long-term peace and social justice and political justice in the whole region should be labelled as a terrorist organisation by the British government is really a big, big historical mistake. Yeah, I think the big historical mistake was that belief. And that may explain, of course, why Jeremy Corbyn couldn't answer my simple questions last night. If you can't call Hamas a terror group, then frankly... I think you're a terrorist sympathiser. It's not difficult. All of this matters because Jeremy Corbyn retains a big following amongst left-wing people in this country and he takes centre stage at the pro-Palestine marches. In my view, he does them no favours whatsoever. Left-wing politics has long been dogged by claims of anti-Semitism because it so easily strays into the narrative of oppressors and the oppressed with all the nuances trampled out. Now, Sir Keir Starmer, quite possibly our next Prime Minister, is facing revolt over his own position on the Israel war. He's refused to back calls for a ceasefire. 50 councillors have quit in protest. A shadow frontbencher, Imran Hussein, resigned his post in protest too. Labour relies on Muslim voters, and many of them are furious. That could make the difference between a majority and a hung parliament, or even a loss at the next election. Well, Starmer's worked hard to drag Labour out of the Corbyn crisis, but the Israel-Hamas war has created a new one for him, and it's not yet clear that he has the answers. Well, my first guest tonight is Labour grandee, Lord Mandelson. He served as first Secretary of State in 2009 as the leading advisor to, uh, to Tony Blair, of course, during his tenure as Prime Minister. And he joins me now. Well, Lord Mandelson, good evening. Hello, Piers. It's been a while. It has, but it's a nice long to be while. back with you. It is, it is, and I, I share the, the joy. Um, I was watching you, watching intently the, the Corbyn uh, sort of fiasco last night. What did you make of that? It wasn't a fiasco. He was telling the truth. Which he, is what? That, that he doesn't believe Hamas are terrorists, mm. that he can't find it in himself to condemn utterly, utterly the cynical sadistic, gleeful, cold-blooded murder that Hamas undertook on October the 7th. He sympathises with their aims. And to be perfectly frank, I think it's because he doesn't value the continued existence of the State of Israel. And it's because of 
that view of his, that he's no longer leader of the Labour Party, mm. he no longer has the Labour whip in the House of Commons, and he will not be a Labour candidate he is an at the MP. next election. Let me, let me ask you that. He remains yes, an MP. Of course, because he was elected at the last election. So is there any other mechanism, given his position clearly looks like he's supporting a terror group, is there any other mechanism for him to be removed? None that I can think of. I mean, there are recall uh, petitions... Mm. But that is, I think, in particularly prescribed circumstances. So, no, at the next election, he won't be standing as a Labour candidate. If he chooses to stand as an independent, then it will be up to the people of his constituency in Islington to turf him out, and I hope they will. It was, I mean, it sort of shines a light, I guess, on the big debate about the marches, particularly the one that's just happened at Armistice Day and so on, where you have a large body of people genuinely marching peacefully who genuinely want to cease fire in Gaza, and I completely respect that opinion. But you have sprinkled among them, in quite large numbers, people whose rhetoric or regalia, whatever it may be, is clearly a step further and, in some cases, blatantly supporting Hamas or chanting things like death to the Jews or jihad or well, from the river even, to the sea. They're, they're even calling for a free Palestine. And what they mean by a free Palestine is free of Israelis. So what, should, what, happen, what should we do about these marches? I think you have to, because we are strong in this country and we have a very robust uh, democracy uh, and we live and let live and respect other people when they express their views, allow them to continue unless they cross the line. And when they engage in racial hatred, if they break the law, the police should go in and prosecute them. If, as they are, Hamas are a prescribed terror group in this country, if you're a politician who refuses to call them a terror group, is that a crime? I'm not a policeman. I'm not a member of the Crown Prosecution Service. I can't say. Uh, but, you know, the government, Parliament has agreed uh, to prescribe Hamas. And let me make this absolutely clear, uh, Pierce, if I may. There's a very, very big distinction and separation between the marginal people who share Jeremy Corbyn's view, mm. which is basically that everything is the West's fault, everything sort of starts with the corruption and collapse of the capitalist system, and everything everyone else does is excusable on that basis. That is a marginal uh, view. It is world, anti-Western world view. There's a completely different and separate view which is shared by many of us in the Labour Party, which is, of course, appalled at the humanitarian catastrophe uh, that's going on in Gaza, as you yourself said in your opening yeah. uh, remarks. It, it, the scale of civilian uh, death is terrible. The lack of utility supply uh, to the people of Gaza uh, is unacceptable. The continued um, uh, holding uh, of uh, the hostages is completely unacceptable. The violence on the West Bank is unacceptable. Now, we can all unite around that view, but the idea that somehow we in, you know, the British Parliament can impose a ceasefire uh, on two combatants in this war is, of course, completely ridiculous. Well, we could... We could in fact, we, we decided no. to abstain when the UN had a vote on this, but we could have well, voted. Well, we could have voted as part of the UN to say we support well, it. Well, the government chose to abstain. Yeah. Okay. Well, they no doubt had their reasons. Is that moral cowardice not to say either way? Uh, personally, I would have voted against a ceasefire because we know that the only ceasefire that is possible is one that is unilaterally 
called by the Israeli side. Hamas are never going to call a, a ceasefire uh, because it is in their constitution. It's their whole purpose of being, existing, to destroy the state but what does of Ke Israel. What does Keir Starmer do about this rising groundswell of opposition from within his own ranks, his own party, who do want a ceasefire and don't like the fact that their leader is being so resolute against it? Well, he doesn't... There may even be a vote, apparently, as early as tomorrow. No, no, there may, well, there may well be a vote. But the Labour Party, the Labour front bench, uh, the leader, Keir Starmer, have tabled a very good uh, amendment mm. uh, uh, to the resolution which is being debated in the House of Commons tomorrow, which sets out why uh, the Labour Party supports a total, comprehensive pause in the hu hostilities for humanitarian reasons. But that is not the same as a ceasefire, because a ceasefire, by definition, is one that has to be agreed, negotiated and agreed by both sides. Hamas will never agree to that. And so if the Israelis were unilaterally to declare one, they essentially would be handing on a plate to Hamas the very victory that they want. They would come out shooting their guns, replenishing right. their stocks, continuing to fire their rockets right. into Israel. Why on earth should the Israelis... How can the Israelis accept that? Of course they can't. You are a good number cruncher. You know about polling. Interesting and quite worrying polling about Muslim support for the Labour Party mm -hmm. has been plummeting mm -hmm. and, ex and accelerating down as a result of of this war. What do you think of that? And what does Keir Starmer do about I understand the sentiment, Piers. I understand there's huge emotion firing people up, and I completely uh, understand why. Now, in due course, this civil war between Israel and Hamas will fight itself to a conclusion. I believe that to be the case. It may not extinguish Hamas, but it will certainly reduce uh, Hamas and remove their ability uh, to kill innocent civi civilian Israeli uh, people. And that's what is Israel has got to do. It has to continue until this is seen through and the job uh, is done. And I think most people in the country will understand and accept that. But I fully understand why there are such powerful emotions when people see the pictures on their television of this humanitarian catastrophe, what is happening uh, to families, to mothers, to children and babies in hospitals which, as we know, are used by Hamas uh, as civilian shields with their command posts in tunnels underneath the very hospitals which the Israelis are trying to get at. It's horrible, but I'm afraid it is a consequence of what Hamas did in the first place on October the 7th. Is Muslim distrust in the Labour Party a consequence of what you were part of with the Iraq war? You weren't Tony Blair... You were an advisor. I wasn't in the government at the time. I know. Famously. You were an, an advisor, but you were part <laughs> yeah. of the team advisor. No, 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 I voted for it. I voted for it in the House of Commons right. originally. and as you know, I was violently opposed to it um, and campaigned against it. And as it turned out, the war happened. It was a pretty much a disaster. Uh, I never thought that Tony Blair deliberately lied, but he got it massively wrong. Uh, and there was a massive breach of trust then, I, th I felt, with Muslim people and the Labour Party. Do you accept that? I do accept uh, that a lot of people uh, uh, lost a lot of faith uh, in the Labour government at the time. Uh, you could argue that 
a mistake was made, but that it was an honest mistake in a sense that what that's what you have said in, in different uh, words. But we've built back that faith and that trust in the Labour Party. Mm -hmm. And I very strongly believe that we'll do so again uh, when the sort of sheer emotionalism uh, and intensity of this time has passed. You've got a podcast with The Times called How to Win an Election. Yeah. You talk to Keir Starmer all the time. He's in, he's in a great position. But is he in a great position as Tony Blair was in 96-7? Or is he in a position that looks great but may not be like Neil Kinnock in 92? No, it's not 92. I was uh, I stood for election in 92, having been the Labour campaign director during the 1980s. No, this is not uh, 1992, but nor would I say it was yet 1997. Uh, and I think what Keir Starmer and the Labour Party have got to do over the coming year is having people tuned out of the Conservative government. I mean, they're not listening to the Conservatives anymore, but they're not yet committed fully to the Labour Party. And I don't believe that will happen until next year. People won't start focusing on the alternative. They won't start focusing on the election until we're much nearer it. And it's one likely the, to come the in problems, the autumn of next year. One of the problems that the party may have, other than a dwindling Muslim support, is this. A I woman can have a penis. I don't think that um, discussing this issue in this way helps anyone in the long run. What is it transphobic to say only women have a cervix? Well, it is uh, something that uh, shouldn't be said. It... For the vast majority of women, this is all about biology, and of course they don't have a penis. We all know that. 99.9-something percent of women... Um, it's all biological <clears throat> and it's very straightforward. My position is, as I've set out, as I say, for 99.9% yes. of women, it's a matter of biology. I Indeed. completely support that. Who are the 0.1%? Can you fill the blank for me? I, I guess what of, he's talking... Of, of, of apparently women who have penises. Do you the, know who the, they are, who the, he's talking about? Less than 1% of women who have penises. I assume that he's talking about women who choose to identify as women... Are they women? ..but are not biologically are they different. No, they're not. Uh, so he's wrong? Well, I believe that they are uh, essentially in a transition between being... Uh, having a male identity that they started with and a female so identity your percentage that they've would, I don't want you put words in your mouth, but your percentage would be 100 my, my, my view is, is, is really quite straightforward. Mm. Uh, if you have a penis, you're a man, but you can self-identify as a woman should you choose to but do it so. it doesn't make you a woman? In my view, no. So you agree with Rishi Sunak, not Keir Starmer? Um, I don't know what Rishi Sunak's he said exactly what you just said. Uh, uh, view is, but if he has said exactly the same words as I have used, then it would certainly appear to be that we are in the same place. Did yes. you ever think you'd agree with a Conservative Prime Minister over your own Labour leader in it's, election year, Peter? It's not the worst crime in the world. On a positive note to end, congratulations <laughs> on getting married. Thank you very much. Uh, to your long-time <laughs> partner, Ronaldo, at the Marylebone, old Marylebone Town Hall, uh, literally October the 27th, guest Tony Blair... Derek Draper, our mutual yes. friend, who's obviously been going through utter hell with his uh, yes. his wife, Kate. And, and Keir Starmer joined us later. And Keir Starmer joined later. Congratulations. Thank you. It's really, really nice. Enjoying married life? Heaven knows why, after 27 years, I left it so long. Uh, who but... proposed to who? 
<laughs> Shall I tell you how it happened? Yes. He said, you've got a big birthday coming up in October and we're going to give a big party. I said, no, you are not going to give any big party for my uh, big birthday. He said, oh, well, hold on, don't be such a killjoy. We'll get married instead and we'll have an even bigger party. Really? Yes. That's a true story. <laughs> it's a true story. It's a nice story. Good to see you again, Peter. <laughs> nice to see Appreciate you. Appreciate you coming in. Lord Madison. Uncensored next, a female powerlifter who was suspended for standing up for women's rights in sport on this show. I'll talk to April Hutchinson next. Welcome back to Uncensored. Canadian female powerlifter April Hutchinson has been suspended from the sport for two years for taking a speaking, uh, well, speaking out actually on this show about trans athletes competing in the sport. The Canadian powerlifting union used comments she made against her rival, transgender record-breaking powerlifter Anne Andres, right here on Uncensored as part of the reasoning for the suspension. Here's what she said that apparently was so awful. So he is a 40-year-old, 6-foot, 250-pound man. Well, that national record that he broke, athletes have been chasing that for years. So it just goes to show the advantages, the physiological advantages that a male has over a female. Well, April joins me now. Well, April, first of all, I'm appalled that you've been suspended. And I'm even more appalled that you've been suspended for stating what appears to be a simple fact. You were talking about the fact that a biological male who identifies now as a woman and is a trans athlete um, was getting an unfair advantage because of their physiology over you. For stating the bleeding obvious, you're the one now who can't compete. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess saying uh, truth and fact, calling... Uh... Andres, a biological male, is considered hate speech and goes against their social media um, code. Um, when talking about sports, Pierce, you would know this, you have to state what the person is. So I, I was actually thinking I was being polite saying a biological male, um, and I was, in fact, saying the truth. So uh, bodies play sports, not identities. So when we're talking about sports, especially powerlifting, a strength sport, you need to say, call a man a man, call a woman a woman. Right, because physiology, I'm afraid, is physiology. There's nothing to get away from it. Um, it just seems completely ridiculous to me that for calling this out, this, this shocking unfairness towards women born with female bodies in women's sport, you can now not compete. I mean, it's, it, how do you feel about this? <laughs> I'm actually, I mean, this was a week ago that I found out. Um, I was sitting there on the couch. I opened the email from the ethics committee. I was blown away. Two-year suspension is very harsh. It's, a, it's a, a suspension you would give someone that got caught for doping, put it that way. So, I mean, everyone's still shocked about it. I'm, I'm very upset. I'm very hurt by my federation. And I do feel that this suspension was issued, let alone focusing on my terminology to deviate from the real topic at hand, which is unfairness in sports. Yeah, I mean, you know, I saw Megan Rapinoe, the football player, soccer, of course, over in America, um, who has just retired. And right at the moment of her retirement, she said, oh, what I'd really want is to see trans uh, women playing in the uh, US women's national soccer team, which is great because it means her plays won't get taken. 
And my response would be, OK, so what happens if Lionel Messi, who's playing in the MLS in America, what happens if he decides to identify as a woman? A, he can, if he wants to. B, there'd be no law against him prohibiting him from playing for the American women's national team. Is that the way we're going to go? Where Lionel Messi suddenly says, I'm a woman, and breaks even more records, but makes it irrevocably impossible for an actual woman to compete. Um, that is where this is going if we're not very careful, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's true. And you said it, uh, Pierce. Uh, it doesn't affect Rapino anymore. So have fun virtual singling. You know, that's exactly what she's doing. Um, and if, like, for my sport, it affects many lifters. I know four lifters off the top of my head that will be competing against Anne coming up and that have a problem with it, that have actually written the Federation. Two people have dropped out. One person cut weight so they don't have to compete against Anne. It's not consensual. And, I mean, it only takes one person to not consent. And the federations that are allowing this, you know, it's, it's disgraceful. It is disgusting that they're allowing this to happen. Yeah, but I mean, it's basically licensed cheating is what it is. And it's like saying that certain competitors can dope. You know, if that was the case, everyone would be up in arms and saying, well, it's unfair because you get an advantage. This is unfair. You get an advantage. I mean, there's another story over here which I know you're aware of, um, which has really just staggered me, a health charity in the UK that helps women specifically suffering from endometriosis, which is a, a condition about the lining of a womb, has now appointed as its chief executive a trans woman, so a biological male. What do you think of that? I, I heard that, and, I mean, what a huge insult to women. You know, I went for a test the other day. I went for my first mammogram, and, you know, I was just sitting there thinking, like, how would I feel if there was, A, a man in there with me? Um, you know, it's, it's a very private issue. Um, even just going into locker rooms, women are very private. Like, I'm always covering myself up, and that's in front of women. So you take something, like, so private, like a health condition, and you and appoint a man in, in charge, a, a huge slap to women's faces. Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? Um, April, are you going to appeal against your suspension? Yeah, so the first step, I have a great lawyer. Um, uh, Lisa Bildy is my lawyer. We will be appealing it. We do have 10 days. And then after that, we will be pursuing other legal avenues, which I can't announce right now, but uh, we will be uh, seeking legal action. Well, I'm very sorry again that it's come to this and that uh, this show has played a part of this ridiculous suspension. I wish you luck with the appeal. We'll follow it. We'll keep in touch. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for having me again. Good to see you. Well, I'll say this next, my PAX reaction uh, to that interview and that extraordinary suspension and to Home Secretary, or the ex-Home Secretary, Suella Braverman, and her scathing resignation letter. Bitter Braverman. What do you make of it? We'll find out after the break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. I'm joined by my stellar pack, political journalist Ava Santina, Talk TV contributor Paul Arone Adrian, and Talk TV presenter Alex Phillips. Welcome to all of you. Thank you. Uh, rather Thank you. sexist to have three women in tonight, but uh, there we are. Thank God there's one man here to keep control of them all. Um, right, Miss Santina, what do you make of... Well, first of all, what do you make of the Jeremy Corbyn interview and Mandelson ripping into him? But let's just take another little look at what Corbyn said last night. Are Hamas a terror group? Listen, can I... Are they a terror group? Piers, can I speak? Answer the question. Can I speak? Are they a terror group? Piers, Piers. No, if you'll let me, no. If you let me speak... Are I'll they say, a terror group? If you'll let me speak, Piers. I'll say something. Go on, then. A ceasefire means both sides... You said and... that. Are they a terror group? Listen, I said that because are they that a terror group? part of the process. Are they a terror and group? And will... Ha- can we go... Why can't you say it? Why couldn't he say it, Ava? It's not a shining moment for him, is it? Like, I've got no qualms at all with calling him Any a terrorist group. I think the argument from the Corbyn camp will be that calling them a terrorist group invites Western opinion to then to, to then ask, well, why on earth would you do negotiations with a terrorist organisation? Well, and, yeah, but obviously the conversation now is about opening a dialogue and finding a way to a peace process. Not with process. Hamas. And then he also doesn't like the idea... Yeah, that, but he can't have a dialogue with Hamas, can he? Well, I mean, even the Conservative... There are many Conservative MPs who are now calling for dialogue Not with, with Hamas. Hamas. But because how on earth then do you get Hamas to release hostages? You don't. If you... What? You so don't they, negotiate with Hamas. But what do you mean? That means They're the hostages done. just stay They're there. They're a terror group who have a, who have a stated mission to eradicate Israel, kill all the Jews they can kill, and they've just perpetrated an atrocity of such scale and, and just medieval barbarism that they're done as a political force. There is no negotiation with Hamas. Yeah. Whatever side of this you're on, surely we all agree with that, don't we? Well, no, I don't deny anything that you just said, apart from the latter half, of, the latter portion of that, which is you have to have open dialogue with them, otherwise you're not going to get those hostages back. You've also got, you know, nearly two million people on that strip that, mm. you know, they've just built a grave this evening for 180 bodies. Mm. How on earth do you stop what is going on right now? How on earth do you get to an inevitable ceasefire well, I would flip it around. open dialogue well, with them? OK, Paula, I would flip it around and say, how on earth do you get rid of Hamas which most people agree has to happen, without doing what Israel's currently doing. I mean, obviously, it's horrendous, the civilian casualties. Obviously, it's horrendous that Gaza has a particularly high volume of children. It's heartbreaking. It's terrible. It's awful. But how else do you get rid of Hamas? By talking peers. To Hamas? But... 
of to course, amass. Of course you have to. Of course you, of course you don't. To. You don't want to, but you're going to have to. We didn't to. talk to ISIS. Let me we didn't talk to al-Qaeda. And we know what happened in Afghanistan. No, actually, with ISIS, and, and, with ISIS, we wiped them out pretty much. And, let's right? and we did it, unfortunately, the way the Israelis are doing it. I mean, that's true. didn't tr work with Afghanistan. Well, we did. We attacked ISIS all over the place, and there were lots of civilian casualties. But, we abandoned but now ISIS doesn't really operate, right? So again, but I come up. What's the difference that, between Hamas and ISIS? But, but you say that, but you know, you understand how ISIS has been able to infiltrate certain African countries and the difficulties they're that are being caused finished, there. They're not completely finished, but they of are. Of course, massive. they're not completely the, finished. The caliphate has pretty much been destroyed. We're never going to get rid of Hamas by simply utilising bombs. Are you seriously bombs, suggesting? As much as right, that Paula, are you suggesting that, we, that we seriously have political dialogue with Hamas about some kind of settlement? How are we going to get the uh, hostages back, Piers? Alex, am I going mad or is this <laughs> no, I'm lunacy? With you. I'm with you. You have to have a surgical operation. You infiltrate the tunnels. You wipe out as many of the tunnels as possible. You try and find your hostages. And when you come across someone who's ISIS, you arrest them, you interview them, you get information out of them, mm. you do whatever you can, and you have to wipe them out. Look, there's no point I'm being not tolerant that, that to that what absolute you're saying intolerance. shouldn't be done. You know, what I'm suggesting there's, is there's it's one thing, not the There's one only thing about answer. negotiating That's with Palestinian authorities. You cannot, you just can't. I mean, actually, you can sometimes, right? And we do. And I, I think it's naive to suggest that we don't. But you can't. With, we do you negotiate with, with, with terrorists. ISIS and now Hamas. When they have a nihilistic view, which means eradicating everyone that they oppose completely, which is what Hamas want to do to Jewish people and Israel. When that is their mission statement, there is no negotiation to be had. And they've now shown what they will do, if, give, if given the chance, and they said last week through their spokesman, if we can do it again and again and again, that's what we'll do. You cannot negotiate with these people. Accepting that premise for one moment, then accepting that you might storm the tunnels and destroy the tunnels, what about the Israeli hostages that are there? What are you going to tell to the Hamas families Hamas should of release the hostages. But then you've got to talk to them, Piers. We're going around uh, in circles. You've got to have an open dialogue no, I'm talking with them, about a you? peace settlement. There is no dialogue to be done on the peace settlement. Well, we're, we're, I think, I think we're at cross purposes. Yeah, I think yeah. we're going a little bit around I think we're at cross purposes. That's what I'm talking well, about. I think the conversation that we're having at the moment is getting to the point of a ceasefire, yes. right? Or getting to the point yes. of returning the hostages and, see, you know, trying to halt what is going the on in Gaza at the moment. The only people that benefit from a ceasefire are Hamas. No, no, but you've also got the Israeli hostages who will benefit from that because they will be returned. And, and the Palestinian people who are currently oh, dying. Why, why are we putting words into the mouths of Hamas? I don't think Hamas are even offering to return the hostages. I no. The idea that they want to, I and that is their token peace. in this brutality. Nor they do, do Hamas want peace. I understand, and Hamas that will kill as many Palestinians as it takes. They right. don't care. Yeah. Let's, let's turn to something else. Let's turn to this issue of this power lifter, right, who is now being suspended for two years having the audacity to say it's unfair that a biological male is smashing them all in powerlifting in the women's category. I actually don't know the details of the story, Piers. I've got to be really honest with you. I mean, on the face of it, look, I, I think if you are a trans athlete and you have been allowed to compete in that, in that arena, I don't see... I can see why you... And why would... should a biological woman who cries foul about this and says, as it is, it's a biological male competing as a trans athlete... Why has she been suspended? But if they've been allowed by the board to compete... No, why has she been suspended? But... The actual woman in the situation. Well, I don't know. Huh? I don't know. I thought we were right. talking about endometriosis. I was well, well, let's, that. well, let's talk about that, mm. Paula. Yeah. Endometriosis. Why? Why have a trans CEO? Why have a biological male for something, for a charity which literally only, only applies to women okay. with a condition only women get? OK, so let me answer that question. 
because uh, I and I need I'll do that with some analogies. So, are you saying to me that uh, as a, a a white man you cannot sympathise or empathise with me suffering from racism? Are you saying to me that because you're a man, you shouldn't be able to treat me as a doctor for endometriosis, or you shouldn't be able to campaign on my behalf, or if I had no, I'm cancer saying if you're running room, a charity, that, right, you have to. Be so you're able... going to campaign for me passionately, yeah, push push my cause, oh, but, but Alex, you shouldn't be able. Yeah, but Alex, to... my oh, question Piers, would be: Piers, how you're, does Piers, they... you're how... cutting me off. Are you saying okay, that that's wrong? I'm asking Alex to answer the question. I just think it's all a madness. Can we just stop playing this fantasy game where men can suddenly be women? I mean, make where it stop. It's utterly ridiculous. To what and when job it comes you to do, this, that, to me, it's just, you know, it's woke. It? It's woke to a hyperactive uh, yeah, Your extreme. gender is woke. It is trolling women, quite frankly. And I'm sorry, look, if you're going to say, I'm now a woman, uh, that's almost like saying, well, biology doesn't exist and endometriosis right, can happen Ava, to anyone. I've been really struck by the number of women who've been incensed about this who are not normally that incensed about stuff. You've said to me, I, I'm enraged by this. I, I, look, are you? I think that it's confected outrage because if you look at, you know, who are the normal, you know, who are normally treating women in a maternity mm. ward? You've got male nurses there, you've got male gynaecologists. We've never had an issue before with, you know, a different gender treating biological women. For some reason, that there's been this sort of confected outrage against the CEO. Look, if she's going to be up there and she's going to speak about endometriosis, which, by the way, has not been talked about for the mm. best part of what, forever. I don't care. As long as she actually does something, does some scientific research into it, great. OK. Well, there we have it. If even women were stand up for women's rights, why, oh, should, I exactly my, what I why should I poke my nose into it? Uh, thank you, Pac. Good to see you all. And since the next one of the most controversial politicians in America, Marjorie Taylor Greene, joins me live. Back to our sense, the thousands of people rallied in Washington today against surging anti-Semitic attacks since the Israel-Hamas conflict began. Incidents in the US have spiked by nearly 400%. People from all over the nation have travelled to the March for Israel, which also demanded release of hostages taken by Hamas. Well, from Washington, I'm joined now by Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, whose new book, called MTG, is out soon. Well, welcome, MTG. Um, you are a very... Hi. Thank Con you for having me on. No, my pleasure. You're a very controversial character. Depending who I talk to, they say you're an absolute firebrand, the female Donald Trump. Others say you're a conspiracy theory whack job. How do you plead? <laughs> well, I'm only controversial because people like you made it that way, Piers. And that's me? why I wrote my what book, have I done? MTG. What have I done? <laughs> uh, people, people in your industry, they created a character of me that doesn't exist. And so I wrote my book, MTG, so that I could tell my country and tell the world exactly who I am and what my real views are, which are not radical. They are not controversial. They're actually very American, and they represent the views of not only my district, but most okay. Americans who so, are sick and tired of being sold out by Washington. So you never promote ridiculous conspiracy theories? Well, if you mean by Russian collusion, absolutely not. Those are the conspiracy theories and the lies of the Democrats and the media. Well, I agree with um, you about so Russian no, collusion. I never promoted those. I agree with you about that. It was ridiculous. I said so at the time. Well, there was... was no... Yeah. No, and we were born out. But, for example, I want to play a clip from a guy called Bassem Youssef. He was known as the Arab John Stewart. Uh, and I interviewed him recently about the, the war. 
And he said this about you. The saddest thing that I saw is the people that were in so much support of Israel are anti-Semite themselves. MTG, 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 uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, she said like, oh, those are, I send my aides and they took pictures of the protesters. Basically, she's surveilling protesters. And uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is very known for a very famous post in 2018 where she blamed the California wildfires uh, on a Jewish space laser gun. Now, you did, didn't you? Because I've read that post. I went and got it and I read it. Uh, November 17, 2018, you posted a long thing on Facebook that was just complete gobbledygook. I mean, you made out that yeah, the, the Rothschilds... Yeah, that's why I wrote this book. A, I talk uh, about Jewish space lasers do you admit in that my that book was because a lunatic... that's something I never said. No, excuse well, really me, Pierce. Yeah. I never said that phrase. That was a lie about me. If you read my original Facebook post, I never said it. And that's why I had to write this book, because people like you and whoever that guy was, he sounds like one of the trolls in my social media, yeah. uh, attacking me and calling me names when he's never met me. I, um, I'm not anti-Semitic at all. I support Israel, and I am outraged at Hamas attacking Innocent Israeli citizens, yeah, women, Marjorie, children, I'm not calling slaughtering you, babies. I'm not calling you anything. I'm just saying that you did post this uh, crazy post, basically alleging I, that... You know, I know, no, you know, the media lied about it, and that's why I wrote I my book, Piers, because I'm setting the record straight. And I hope people order my book at mtgbook.com. It's a <laughs> well, great it's a read. Good people need to know exactly who I am, who I am, and what I really believe in. It's a very good. For. It's a very good plug for the book. But you did suggest in this post, which I've read very carefully, you did suggest that the California wildfires at the time had been started by PG&E in conjunction with the Rothschilds using a, a, a space laser in order to clear room for a high-speed rail project. They're your words, not mine. Well, you know, people have twisted my words nonstop, and I guess that's what you're going to continue to do. But we're working hard in America anything, to straighten out our problems. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You're doing a great job of it, Piers, and that's what you and your colleagues do all the time. Marjorie, I just don't, I I don't handle have... it. I don't deal with it, and I cast it to the Marjorie, side. I have um, your, you know, there's have a lot of issues here. happening that we could talk about. I'm going to we come to those. We could talk about... But before we, before okay. we move on, though, you have to just accept what you wrote yourself, don't you? You deleted it. So obviously, you were embarrassed well, by it. Well, that would be like that would be like me asking you to accept the fact that you defended prisoners at Guantanamo Bay, but never say anything about January 6 defendants who are having their rights abused and are rotting away in solitary confinement here in our country, and especially in the D.C. jail. You know, if we're going to talk about each other's words, let's hold each other to account to issues that really matter, yeah, not I, I, social media posts from I the past. I don't know what you're okay? referring to on Guantanamo Bay, but what I would say about Guantanamo Bay is it's clearly ridiculous that America kept this open-ended camp where people were kept without trial sometimes for more than 12 years. It's completely ridiculous in a civilised democratic society that you would do that. Now, let's move on from my words. Well, in a, in a, in a civilised democrat society, we shouldn't be holding American citizens that simply walk through the Capitol, grandmothers and mothers and veterans, walking through the Capitol, never doing anything wrong, and they're rotting away in jail and being persecuted by our Department of Justice well, me... and our government that well, is, well, has completely that Marjorie, gone all, out of control. So saw... if you're going to talk about one, we should talk about the let's other. Let's talk about January 6th, by all means. I mean, I know what I witnessed with my own eyes, and it was a a huge violent Oh, wait, mob. were you here? It was... Sorry? Were you here? No, I watched it on television. You weren't here. 
Oh, I was here. Piers, let me tell mm. you, I was here. I was actually in the House chamber because I objected to Joe mm. Biden's Electoral College votes. Yeah. Um, I'm very proud of that. I would object again today if but I you could. Did suggest and that people, I was there. But you did suggest that people use violence to, to thwart democracy, didn't you? Not, well, you mean like in 1776 when we beat your country? Is that what you're talking about? If you want um, to no, reference... No, I didn't talk about violence on January 6th. If you want to reference 1776... What I did talk about is objecting, using my constitutional duty that I have well, as a member of Congress to object to fraudulent let, Marjorie, electoral let me play you college what, votes. Let me play you what Absolutely, you said. Absolutely, I did let that. Let me play you what you said. Let's, let's play what you said. Your own words. This is an important time in our history. We can't allow this just to just to be gone, you know, just to let it go. You can't allow it to just transfer power peacefully like Joe Biden wants and allow him to become our president because he did not win this election. It's being stolen and the evidence is there. The so there can be no peaceful transfer of power. So what's the opposite of peace? That's why we objected, Piers. That's yeah, why that's we why, objected. And, and it's that's a why, Marjorie, a gigantic um, mob that of... I have as a member of Congress. Okay, but let me make you know, my point. You know, there was a law firm that tried to take me off the ballot, and they were laughed out of the courtroom let in Georgia. Let me make my point. And you were giving their talking points. I can't tell you how much people in Georgia would think. And let this me give is you ridiculous. my talking point, which is that a huge mob of people, many of whom were violent crashed into the Capitol to try and thwart democracy. Wait, because, do you mean like... Because people you mean like, like you, Marjorie... People like you said two things. You mean like the pro-Hamas no, no, rioters? No, no, no. I'm talking about January 6th. That came in and occupied our Marjorie, Capitol Marjorie, on uh, October 18th. Marjorie, that Rashida answer, Tlaib Marjorie, herself led. Marjorie, answer my question. No, wait, we're, we're in 2023, Piers. Marjorie, answer we my question. We just had a pro-Hamas mob You've written a book in which you talk about these the things. Okay. And Rashida Tlaib Can I ask you a question? Can I? Let me sure, ask you the ahead. question. I want to ask well, two questions. One, presumably when you say there could be no peaceful transfer of power, you mean there has to be some violent objection to it, which is exactly what we then saw on January the 6th. I didn't say violence. You I didn't said say, we, you're there could be no peaceful transfer of power. I'm not going to let you do that. You said there could no, be no, Piers, I'm not going to let you. You're lying. I'm not letting right. you put words in People my mouth that your... I never said. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. You want to know where the real election interference right. happened? Let it me happened ask you. with Hillary Clinton, Barack Marjorie, Obama, and Russian collusion. I'm not talking about that. And I've America agreed with you about that. Hell for four years I've agreed with you. I've agreed with you about Russian collusion. Let's agree about that. But let's not agree about the stolen election. I told Donald Trump to his face, and he didn't like it, called me a fool seven times, that the election was not stolen from him. He has singularly failed to produce any actual hard evidence that there was any stolen election. Do you still believe that election was stolen? Piers, you're not even a voter in our country. No. And I can tell you right now, as a Georgia resident and a member of Congress, in Georgia, our Secretary of State illegally changed the laws. So did Wisconsin, so did Pennsylvania, to allow our states to be flooded with absentee ballots. We have cases in court today. You should look them up, Fulton County case. Now, why These have are no cases judges that are about to be heard. The in the next stolen. few months, Piers, excuse me, Marjorie, that we're about to prove stolen. those cases. 
It wasn't Look, stolen. You can, you can think that all you want, but you live over in Britain. It's not just me I'm saying an American. It. And by the I'm way, a Georgia voter. I also, I'm a Marjorie, member of Congress. I've seen the evidence. Marjorie, Our election was Marjorie, stolen in 2020, talk. and we are going to reelect President Trump. We'll come in to what you're going to do, but just for the record, I do have a home in America, and I spend a lot of time in America, and I have lived and worked in America for 20 years. I love America. I love Americans. I particularly love your democratic system, and I don't like to see elected officials in America whether it's you or Donald Trump, pretending you had an election stolen when there is actually no evidence it was stolen. And in fact, many senior Republicans agree of evidence, it wasn't Pierce, stolen. And if, you want, if you aren't able to, if you aren't capable of, of believing the Prove truth, it in the courts. that's your problem. Prove it in the courts. It is being proven. It it's is. not being proven the in the County courts. Case. Look up Georgia no cases. No court They're has in upheld the right now. a stolen election. Peers, don't lie to your viewers. You're there the, are Marjorie, cases I wouldn't right call now. you a liar. Oh, so you're telling me suitcases of ballots being pulled out from under the table? Marjorie, I yeah. don't think... I'm not calling Have you a you liar. Have you watched the videos? I'm simply Stacks saying... Stacks of ballots being put through Marjorie, the... as I said to Donald Trump... ...counted over and over. Marjorie, as I said to Donald Trump, I'm not saying you're lying. I'm just saying produce the evidence because no court in America has so far established any evidence that that election was stolen. It's for the birds. It's cloud cuckoo That's stuff. That's because those cases were dismissed on standing, but we have cases coming up, Pierce. Pay attention so that if you I'm really want attention. your viewers to know the truth, if you prove pay me attention wrong, to these cases okay. happening right now. Let's have a But bet. let's talk, do you have anything in 2023? Yes. Because we've done yes. January 6th stolen election. Yes, I do. Okay, what do you got? Uh, here's I've what got I've got. Book. How about my book? Hey, hey, MTG, okay. this is going let's to be Let's talk about great. your book. MTGbook.com. Let's talk and about your You plugged it enough. You plugged it enough. Let me ask you, is Donald Trump going to win the election? Absolutely. He's blowing it out of the water. The primary is a joke, and he is winning poll after poll on the general election. And if he gets convicted of one of the myriad criminal offences he's been charged with, and it's if, I'm not saying when, if, if he is convicted and he gets a jail sentence, will he be president from a prison cell? Absolutely. People are going to vote for him even if he is in jail. I would vote for him even if he's in jail because we have communism in our country, peers. We have the Biden administration that is using the Department of Justice like the campaign arm of the Biden campaign. It's, it's unbelievable. And Americans know this. That's why people that are independents, Democrats, many voters are switching over to supporting okay. President Trump because they're seeing it for the first time in their lifetimes. OK, Marjorie, we've got to leave it there. It was a lively encounter. Come back again. Uh, and thank you for coming on. <laughs> I appreciate right. it. <laughs> Thanks, Piers. That's it from me. Whatever you're up to, keep it uncensored. Good night. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.